It's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about 2022's Men. The short version is, well, <laughs> you ever have a favorite artist, director, actor, musician, whatever, who you just really love and everything they put out you want to love, but they put out that one album, that one movie, that one TV show where you're like, what were they thinking? This would be that from Alex Garland. The short version is, if you're not in the mood for something surreal, weird, and probably not totally satisfying by the end, I would skip men. If you're a diehard fan of Alex Garland and want to see a guy working at the peak of his powers, it is a well-made movie that I did not enjoy. And I'll tell you why. We will get into spoilers by the end of this, but I'll let you know before those come. So men is the story of a woman who you find out through the course of the movie, this trauma that she's dealt with, basically, um, she watched her ex-boyfriend kill himself. And so she takes a vacation. And during this vacation in this small town, every man she meets is played by the same actor, Rory Kinnear. Now, he's different hair, different speech patterns, different clothes. They're all different, but it's all played by the same actor. This is a cinematic conceit. It's a MacGuffin. It's they're trying to say something, I guess, about toxic masculinity and men being the same and all that. But the same actor plays every male role in the movie. Now, first of all, I would say Roy Kinnear is an amazing actor who pulls it off. He completely pulls off playing everything from a, a, a vicar at the church to a young boy. <laughs> I mean... Not just the makeup and the hairstyles and everything, his acting changes on each one of these characters. He is a completely, so much so that they didn't look a little alike, you would not think they were the same, which is a testament to his acting prowess. Did a great job. Um, Jesse Buckley, who stars in the movie, also a great job. And they're basically the only two people in this movie. There are a couple other actors that pop in and out, but the story is basically them. She's rented this house out in the middle of nowhere. And every guy she runs into is played by the same actor. And even the ones that seem to be good guys turn out to be not so nice and give her recommendations. She's like, what are you thinking? Right? So I I love Alex Garland. He came on the scene. He wrote 28 Days Later. He wrote and directed Ex Machina, which won the Academy Award for Special Effects. It's one of the best science fiction movies of the 21st century. This was supposed to be his second movie, but instead he adapted Annihilation which is based on somebody else's book. But again, to me, one of the best science fiction movies of the 21st century. It's really good, especially on multiple watches. Not everybody liked it, but I get it. It's still, I really like the books. I really like what he did with the movie. I wish he would make the other two books into movies. So this was his third movie. And Alex Garland has become, he's written a lot of novels. He's written some screenplays. And his directing He's up there with just a handful of movies he's just shown. He's got a master of the camera, a command of characters and plot, and he he gets it. And I'm not saying anything bad about men as far as it, as a movie goes. It's incredibly well made. The, the cinematography, the shots are incredible. It's, a, it's an artsy-looking movie. But then these weird, surreal things happen, and it just gets weird and more surreal until you get to the finale that is supposed to be something, I guess, so shocking that it's just, <gasps> but it wasn't. It just kind of fizzled. It just kind of, it just kind of happened. You're like, really? This is where they went with this? So we'll get to that at the end of the review. But again, Jesse Buckley, great. She's amazing. Rory Kinnear, 
fabulous. All the characters he plays, great. The direction by Alex Garland, again, shows that he knows what he's doing. The movie made me uncomfortable. The movie, you know, but I don't think that was the ultimate goal. I think the ultimate goal was trying to say something about toxic masculinity and how men deal with women. I just don't think they got there. I, I, I didn't get that at the end of the I got just, this is an artsy. It reminded me of Darren Aronofsky's Mother, which is a movie I do like. It's a hard movie to watch. It's very subjective. It's very weird. It's basically about Mother Nature and God trying to start the universe over again. <laughs> it's, you know, there's some pretty stomach-churning things in that movie. But in the end, I got it. And, and the movie is something I would watch again to go back through that journey. Men is not one I would watch again because I don't want to go back through that journey. What? Well, I'll talk about the end in just a second. What the character goes through, you don't really have an ending that tells you how things wound up. I mean, kind of. I guess she's okay with how things happen, the way it ends. But anyway, long story short, I had been looking forward to this movie, but I hate to use the phrase with bated breath because I just really wasn't looking. I, I knew I had read the reviews. I knew how polarizing it was. The movie only made $11 million, you know, in its run. Um, now, granted, it's an A24 film and theirs are usually weird. And I was expecting all of that. And it really was really well made. And like I said, the acting is, is top notch. I wouldn't have felt the way I felt about the characters if the acting was not top notch. I think Jesse Buckley carries the movie admirably. I think Rory Kinnear having to drop into these different roles, just incredible work. The whole thing, very well done. But then you get to the end and it's like, whatever they were trying to say, I think there's better ways to say it. I'm not the expert here. I just like watching movies. But in the end, I just was not entertained by this 100-minute long movie. I They call it a folk horror, and I get some of the folk stuff that happens with some of these characters, but it wasn't really a Wicker Man-type film either. Is more of a psychological drama thriller. So let's get into spoilers. If if this sounds like something you want to watch, then by all means watch it. But I would say skip it. Alex Garland has two other more fantastic movies to watch in Ex Machina and um, Annihilation. So getting into spoilers in three, two, one. So at the beginning, we know that the the boyfriend committed suicide because he hit her. She was trying to divorce him. I said boyfriend, husband. She said she was going to divorce him. He was trying to talk her out of it. The, the things got heated, and he punched her, and she kicks him out of the house and said, you'll we'll never come back in here. We will, I will never see you again. And the next thing she knows, he jumps off the building. And that's how the movie starts. It's very artfully done and everything, but we don't know about the punch. We don't know some of the stuff until it gets further into it. So in the end of the movie, we've met all of these characters, all played by Rory Kinnear, right? The, the vicar from the church, the, the, the guy who owns the house, the, the kid down the street who's a troubled child. Rory Kinnear is all of these characters. And for the finale of the film, she's keeps seeing the naked version of him. They call it the green man because he looks like he's becoming kind of this forest creature. He's got cuts all over his body and mud and he sticks leaves and he cuts into his skin and sticks leaves and it. it's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, so at the end of the film, she sees this guy and, and he's trying to break into her house and sees this outside. Well, not to get into the details of it, but I told you there would be spoilers. He basically births another character and that character, all of the Rory Kinnear characters are birthed out of a previous character. I'm not kidding. These guys give birth to another guy 
and then that gives birth to another, and that gives birth to another, and that gives birth to the end. And then at the very end, and the special effects are stomach-churning. It's not exactly pleasant. Then at the end, the last one birthed is her ex-husband who killed himself, and they sit on the couch together, and she says, what do you want? And he says, I just want your love. Well, then it cuts to the next morning, and the person, that she, her best friend that she's been talking to during this whole event and, and doing FaceTime with her and telling her what's going on, she finally shows up. She sees that the car has been wrecked. She sees a blood trail, and she walks in, and our main character is sitting on the couch who looks up Caesar and smiles, and that's the end of the movie. I told you I would get into spoilers because I really don't want to do a second podcast about this. I love Alex Garland. I love Jesse Buckley. And I'm, I'm loving Roy Kinnear. The work on this film is incredible. But in the end, I'm glad I didn't buy this. I was going to import a 4K version of this. and Yeah, it just wasn't one that I would watch again. It Sure, one time if you want to see, like again, a, a director working at the top of his powers, it really is a well-made film. But this ending... It just didn't work for me. The whole thing, it was supposed to be shocking, and it just kind of was like, really? This is this this was the best you could do. This was the best thing you could come up with. I've been watching some other TV shows recently, and I, I sometimes in modern streaming shows, they do shocking just to be shocking. I don't think this ending was just to be shocking. I think it was written to be shocking, sure, but not just to be, that there was a point that it did wrap up the story in his mind, but didn't for me as a viewer. And in the end, I was just like, I wish I felt that she had made it through some journey, that she had like achieved some level of peace, or maybe it was going to be a horror movie ending and she would never be right after all this. No, it just kind of ended with a smile. So I guess she's okay with it. I guess that's a happy ending. <laughs> How are they going to explain the characters birthing each other? And Anyway. I love Alex Garland. Uh, his next movie is opening in just a couple months. It's called Civil War, and it will be something completely different, which I expect from him as a writer-director. So looking forward to that. But Men from 2022, I'd put it on your skip list unless you really love one of the actors or they, it sounds like a movie you'd like. It was, And I like weird, gory movies. David Cronenberg is one of my favorite directors. I think he was trying to do a David Cronenberg-esque type ending with this film and failed miserably. M maybe not failed, but... I don't know. Didn't hit me as a moviegoer and something that I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. I want to go see that again. You know, skip men. There, Gar Alex Garland has better movies to watch. I'm Scott. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for listening to this podcast. They can all be great, right? <laughs> Have a spectacular day. And thank you for listening. <laughs>